You know, we've we've been looking at the numbers. Uh, I am a very analytical person. Um, I believe that God gives us a frame of mind, that God gives us a frame of thought, uh, that we may consider things, that we may reason. The Bible says that we need to reason with one another. So with that, I'm an analytical person. I've been looking at the Facebook uh, 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 algorithm. I've been looking at um, YouTube and the algorithm. And let me tell you, I don't do Facebook, so I don't really understand it. But what I do understand is that we have many people who start off on the video. Uh, sometimes upwards of 30, 40, 50, 60 people who start off on the video. And then after, I believe it's after three seconds, uh, a large majority of people click off. Then after like 30 seconds, a large majority after a minute. But if you made it this far, <laughs> if we had the song service and you heard us sing out the key, if, if you were able to sit through the belaboring prayer, if you was able to sit through and give through tithing, I'm assuming that you're here because you want to be here. And to be honest with you, our services have been pretty short. Our services on this live stream has been running approximately 45 minutes. It's been running really good. But I believe in a time like this that we have to take our time. I want to do something this morning that I'm sure that no other pastor is going to do today. I'm going to talk about Pinocchio. <laughs> I know. It's always me. And, and the good thing is, I'm a new pastor, so I have an excuse. I'm going to talk about Pinocchio. And you're thinking in your mind, what in the world does Pinocchio have to do with the Easter Bunny? Nothing. The Easter Bunny is not real. That's a different religious holiday. You probably already knew that Disney has a habit of taking dark, twisted children's fairy tales and turning them into sickeningly sweet, happily ever afters. The 1940s version of Pinocchio is no exception. Now look, if you got your children with you, here's what it says. But Pinocchio's bad behavior is not intended to be charming or endearing. It's meant to serve as a warning. Kaladi, uh, yeah, it's meant to serve as a warning. Kaladi, the original, uh, originally intended the story. Kaladi is the writer of Pinocchio. He originally intended the story, which was first published in 1881, to be a tragedy. It concluded with the puppet's execution. Pinocchio's enemies, the fox and the cat, bind his hands pass a noose around his throat, and hang him with the branch of an oak tree. A temptuous northerly uh, wind began to blow and roar angrily, and it beat the poor puppet from side to side, making him swing violently like the clatter of a bell ringing for a wedding. And the swinging gave him violent spasms. Does it sound familiar? His breath failed him, and he could not say no more. He shut his eyes, opened his mouth, stretched his legs, gave a loud shudder, and hung stiff and insensible. That's the end of the story. 
I know you're like, wow, Pastor, it is Easter. Um, I got my nice clothes on. This is not what I was expecting. That's pretty harsh. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was a pretty harsh story. To be honest with you, most children's stories of this time were just like this. Harsh. But in steps Walt Disney. He was actually named after his father's friend, Walter Parr, who was a pastor. Disney had a vision for taking Grimm's tales and giving them happy endings. Hence our scripture. 1 Peter 3 and 18. For Christ also suffered once for sin, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. I've entitled this sermon, Pinocchio, the alternate ending. Let's pray. Heavenly Father God, we come to you at this time, Lord Jesus Christ, because we need to hear from you, God. God, Resurrection Sunday is such a powerful time, Lord Jesus. God, we need your help this morning, God. Please show us, Lord. Let us understand the brevity, Lord Jesus Christ, of not only your death for us, Lord Jesus Christ, but your all power in resurrection, God. Let no one, Lord Jesus Christ, who hears this live stream, no one who watches this video, Lord Jesus, walk away without an understanding, God, of the ultimate sacrifice and that we have a choice in the ending. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I want to start with Geppetto. Geppetto was Pinocchio's father. Let's look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. This is the first verse of the Bible. It's so easy to read. People just read right past it. Yeah, you know, it, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But if you would just slow down and understand the weight of the very first sentence that is in the Bible that Jesus Christ, that God has given us, you will understand how powerful that one sentence is. Let's break it down. In the beginning, meaning that there was nothing before this point. It was the beginning. That time didn't start until God decided to start it. Think about that. God started time. There was no time before, before God. And he decided to start time, so it started. God stands outside of time. Because he is the holder of time. Think about that. That is deep. And there is no greater witness of this but him because he is the only witness. God in the beginning. The next set of words says, God created. Who is God? Maybe you're tuning into this last stream for the first time and you're asking, who is God? Number one, obviously, he's a creator. That's what it says. And you may ask yourself, what is a creator? A person or a thing that brings something into existence, also used as a name for God. By its own definition, this is Merriam-Webster. By its own definition, the only one who can bring something into existence is God. Meaning God is the only creator of existence because there was no existence before God. I'm not trying to get too deep, but I'm breaking it down. God is bigger than you may think. We see all of these things that people have made. The difference between a creator 
And an inventor is a creator takes nothing and makes something. An inventor takes something and makes something else from it. So God who? All right, he's the creator. God who? Who is this God? Same chapter, verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our own image according to our likeness. Genesis 3 and 22. Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us. Genesis 11 and 7. Come, let us go down in there, confuse their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. Who is us? Now, I'm going to make a whole bunch of people mad this morning. Who is us? He kept on saying us. These are three separate verses. Us, us, us. Matthew 28. Verses 18 through 19. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that's who God is. I don't know who knocked on your door this week, but whatever they said, if it's different than this, they're wrong. Us is God. Triune God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, God the Creator. The last part of that first verse, the heavens and the earth. I'm going to take it from a non-biblical standpoint. Uh, if you don't know, I got this new location. I'm, I'm down at this place and I, I, I use it to pray. I'm down here looking at the water. It's amazing. You know, me and my, my wife, we've been down here multiple times. We took a few videos from there. And, and I'm looking at the water. And I'm looking at, uh, it's, it's here. And stuff is moving. And this huge barge comes by. This massive boat sails by me. I've never seen this before. I mean, I've seen it in the military. But right in front of me, I see this big boat. So first I'm looking at this water. I'm like, God made this. He made water. In this huge boat. It's about half the size of a Navy carrier ship. This huge boat passes by, and I'm like, this is what man can build, something huge. But God has the thing that man built in his infinite water. Not even from a biblical perspective. The dictionary describes the heavens as the sky or expanse of space surrounding the earth. So you must ask yourself, how big is the earth? The radius of the earth is just under 4,000 miles. What about the sun? The sun, the radius is over 432,000 miles. What about space? Uh, I spent about 20 minutes looking up how big is space. And there's a whole bunch of nonsense that people come up with. Oh, well, if you do this and multiply you know what the answer is? Nobody knows. Space is endless. So God, with all of his power, who created everything seen and unseen, every single day, we have all of these satellites. We have all of these shuttles that we send up into space. And every day we're seeing things we've never seen before. So God, with all his power, who created everything seen and unseen, who literally spoke things into existence, Gave it to us for his enjoyment. Just take a second and process that. The God who created everything out of nothing decided to give it to us. 
That's huge. That's big. Our Father loved us so much that He created all this stuff for His enjoyment because we may enjoy it. Next, I want to look at Jiminy Cricket. I always thought it was Jiminy, Jiminy, Jiminy Cricket. There's Jiminy. It's got an end in it. Jiminy Cricket. Like in the story, Jesus spends, uh, sends our helper, the Holy Spirit. John 15, chapter, I'm sorry, chapter 15, verse 26. But when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. How does the Holy Spirit help us? Now look, I'm about to make some other people upset. I'm watching some videos this morning. Right, I'm watching some gospel videos. I'm trying to, you know, get my mind ready for service. I'm trying to worship God. And I see these people jumping and doing backflips. That's not the spirit. I grew up in a church where people literally ran around the church. I don't know what they're running from. Ran around the church. <laughs> I grew up in a church that people jumping up and down. They had to fan them down. What is standing doing to someone? Are you fanning away the spirit? I thought you needed the spirit. Didn't God? Didn't Jesus give us the spirit? Why would you fan it away? I remember in the church I grew up in, not only did the Holy Spirit jump up on people, this one lady, I didn't realize I was young, this one lady had diabetes, and she would be jumping so hard that they gave her an injection. I was like, I don't want the Holy Spirit. I don't want the Lord. I don't want the Holy Spirit. But the Bible says that Jesus Christ, but when the helper comes, whom I shall send, Jesus Christ sends the Holy Spirit, that he may help us. How does the Holy Spirit help us? John 16, verse 13. When he, the Holy Spirit of truth, I'm sorry, when he, the Spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. Romans chapter 8 verse 26. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Romans chapter 15 verse 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all the joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit is not some foolishness. The Holy Spirit is not something that comes upon you. The Holy Spirit is God. He helps us through guidance and truth, hope, joy, and peace through believing in God. And if you have never, ever understood this before, you understood it now. You can definitely get it. He helps us through guiding us in truth, hope, joy, and peace through believing in God. You know, we're living in a time that people can't believe people. There is a term that has never been used before. Fake news. Ramaj, he was in a, he was in a little skit last night. And he talked about it's fake news. Well, you know what? Fake news means it's fake. The Holy Spirit brings truth. The Holy Spirit also gives something else that we don't have in this time. Hope. People are lost. People are lost. People got this. Some people got their stimulus check Friday and Saturday. People lost their mind. 
Instead of people being excited that, man, God bless these folks, they ain't got some money, they need it, they mad because they didn't get the money yet. Because their hope is in the things of this world, their hope is in this money that will just fade away. The Holy Spirit is joy. He gives joy. When's the last time you had joy? Think about that. The only thing that most people have in their house is fear. And the beautiful thing, he also gives peace. He does all of these things through believing in God. That's the Holy Spirit. Our Jimmy Cricket, the one who sticks with us, who tries to help us, who tries to lead us the right direction, but the choice is ours. I want to look at the puppet show in Pleasure Island. Now, I had to look into this. I don't I watched Pinocchio when I was like five. But I remember the puppet show, but I forgot about Pleasure Island. Interesting name. The enemy is constantly trying to take your attention off God and put it on this world. That's the whole story of Pinocchio. Pinocchio was made, and you know, he was supposed to be a real boy, and then, you know, the fairy comes in. It's really, they take a lot of stuff from Scripture. The fairy comes in like, hey, if you're just a good boy, you do what you're supposed to do, be brave, I'll make you into a real boy. And of course, just like all of us seeking after the world, get off track a little bit. Just like in the story, we are enticed by the many choices of the world. Look at what Pinocchio did. This is hilarious. He sought after money. He was smoking, he was drinking, he was gambling, and he vandalized. There's a whole lot of real puppets, you and me, who are in search of Pleasure Island. This man, or this puppet, I should say, he wanted these things. Even though the Father had made him and given him all, everything that he needed, he wanted to run away, and he wanted to possess the world's things. He wanted to seek out Pleasure Island. See, after a while, the fun, you realize, is really enslaving you. Pinocchio's a deep story. It's not just a movie. It's not just a book. Because even though he got past the puppet show, he got out of it, he still fell again and was seeking out by the same people to go to Pleasure Island. And after he gets there, he realizes that, wait a minute, they're enslaving us. Brother Keith and Sister Monique spoke about the prodigal last, last night in the videos, uh, his rap video, her testimony, the prodigal son, one who runs away. The master, his father gave him everything. He ran away, lost it all. He's coming back. So I know you're saying, what in the world does this have to do with Easter? I'm glad you asked. In the original story, for all the wrong that Pinocchio did, he suffered the consequences. He was hung on a tree for all of his sins. The original story. He deserved it. As gruesome as it may sound, that's exactly what he deserved. But just like Disney was a visionary of happy endings to grim stories, pun intended, Jesus died in our place and rose today for our undeserved victory. Think about that. Think about that. So you got the created, right? You got Pinocchio who was created by the Father. He was mastered put together, gave a promise, 
that he would become a real live boy, decided to go off, riotous living, do all these things wrong, get in trouble ultimately, time and time after time. But the story changes and Geppetto's like, you know what, even though you did all that, I'm going to die for you. John chapter 19, verse 30. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. You know, Mark 28 and 6, I'm sorry, Matthew 28 and 6, Mark 16 and 6, and Luke 24 and 6. That's very interesting how they all come together with 6. He was risen. It says time and time and time again, he was risen. That's why we're here. God, the creator of everything, our maker, our judge, the only one who has never sinned. Why would the perfect creator die for the broken thing he created? Think about that. The perfect creator. Geppetto, he went off on a boat searching for Pinocchio. We see this in the Bible also that, that God will lead the 99 to go after the one. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become righteousness of God in him. Why do we have a resurrection Sunday? Why do we celebrate? Why would God do this? Why would the creator of everything, the earth, the sky, the sun, things seen and unseen, why would he do all these things? us because of love. God loved us so much knowing that us being unholy could never abide with him who is only holy. Pay the price in our stead, therefore giving every one of us a free ticket to everlasting life. See, what your choice may be or has been in the past is, you know what, I'm going to get the pleasure out of it. I'm going to get there by any means necessary. And you get there, you realize that it's a farce. You realize it's all a joke. You realize that it's not what I thought I was. I'm actually a slave. Well, you know what? Instead of doing that, Jesus Christ wants to give you a free ticket to everlasting life. He already paid it. To live beyond time. Remember, God stands outside of time, created time. To live with him beyond time happily ever after. But you have to choose who will hang on the cross for your sins. Will it be you? Or will it be Jesus? You choose the end of the story the way you want. Let me get every head bowed. You know, when it comes into Easter Resurrection Sunday, like I said, it is an extremely popular time. People feel obligated for some reason all across the world. People who haven't been to church all year decide to come right now. There's something about the resurrection. You know what? People don't necessarily come to church on Christmas. If Christmas falls on Sunday, you tell it might be at home just like right now. People don't necessarily come to church for any other holiday. But when it comes down to Easter, there's just something inside of each and every one of us that says, I need to be where God is. Maybe that's you. Maybe you've been living the life as Pinocchio, that God has created you, and he's done all these amazing things. And yeah, you got some trials, you got some tribulations, some things are happening. 
But you chose to lead yourself. And right now you're realizing that you're, you're trapped. You're enslaved. And even though God sent his helper to help you, he sent his helper to speak to you to don't do that, don't go there, don't say those things, don't take that drug. You didn't listen and you find yourself enslaved. The beautiful thing is, there's two endings to the story of Pinocchio. You can have the original ending where he hung for his sins, or you can have the Disney ending where, you know what, it was happily ever after. Jesus Christ hung on a cross for your sins, but that's not the end of the story. He rose on the third day to free you. He rose on the third day to give you everlasting life. If you want that, if you've heard this sermon, you're like, Pastor, you know what? That's me. I I've been running around. I'm a puppet. You know, I'm just being pulled and being pushed in every direction. The world is leading me. And I want Jesus Christ. Here's your opportunity. I mean, I would, I would definitely be so honored to lead you to the arms of Jesus Christ. He's ready for you. All you got to do is bow your head. Repeat after me. Say, Heavenly Father. God, I am a sinner. God, I have been living a life, Lord Jesus Christ, that is far away from you, God. God, the gifts that you have given me, Lord Jesus Christ, I squander them, Lord Jesus. God, you know what? I realize now that I'm really entrapped in this, this sin. I'm entrapped in this life that I thought that was going to be so perfect. Maybe you're sitting in your house and you're thinking that, man, I'm so lonely. Heavenly Father, please touch me. God, come inside of me, Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that you renew me. I give my life up, Lord. I give my very small sacrifice, Lord Jesus Christ, this life that's not valued to be very much to accept your life, Lord Jesus, that is the most valuable of all. Heavenly Father, if you can just touch me, God, make me brand new. Help me, Lord Jesus Christ. I will live for you, Lord Jesus. I thank you in your name I pray. Amen. You know, if you said that prayer this morning, you really believed it from your heart, God has already accepted you. You know, the beautiful thing is, before you accepted God or not, He already hung on the cross. He already paid the price. It's your choice if you will let Him take the ultimate sacrifice for you. If you've done that, I pray uh, that you will go ahead and reach out to us. Uh, you can go ahead and uh, send us a message through Facebook. You can email me at pastorblackbear.com. But don't take it lightly this time. Yes, of course, we are excited that you have been, you've been saved by the Most High King. But you know what? Pinocchio will say the first time. The second time is when he failed. You need to get in contact with somebody who is godly. We would love to talk to you. We'd love to pray for you. We'd love to help you, lead you, disciple you. But you need to get with somebody who can lead you to Jesus Christ in the everyday, not just on a Sunday morning service, not just on Resurrection Sunday, but every day. Somebody who can lead you. Get with us today and we would love to do that. God bless you. We see you this afternoon at 630.